This is The Guardian. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week he has a candid conversation with guests, including Prime Ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. With the extreme heat waves we're having this summer, many of us will be heading to beaches and coastlines. If you have gone, you might have seen signs up warning against going near or touching any sick or dead birds. And that's because the UK is experiencing its worst ever outbreak of avian influenza, bird flu. And it's hard to comprehend how devastating it's been. It's really horrific. And actually, I was thinking about, like, how do you tell this story about bird flu? Because if these birds were falling in cities around us, people would be absolutely horrified. Rather than the birds most of us encounter regularly... The outbreak has, so far, been moving through seabird populations. Lots of these are really vulnerable birds already. And then bird flu comes and wipes out, like, three quarters of colonies. I know it's really horrible to picture, but birds have been literally falling from the sky in distress. I've seen videos of islands and conservationists walking around in hazmat suits and it's literally littered with dead birds. Every few metres is another dead bird. So today I'm speaking to biodiversity reporter Phoebe Weston about why this strain of bird flu has been so deadly, how it's got into the wild bird populations and what we can expect in the months ahead. From The Guardian, I'm Madeline Finlay. And this is Science Weekly. Phoebe, this current outbreak of bird flu, how bad is it? So the word unprecedented is generally overused, but this situation merits it. We've got a really contagious, dangerous version of bird flu that is ripping through our wild bird populations. It's not just in the UK, it's been uh, detected in every country in Europe. It's pretty much all over the world. And in the UK, it is impacting our breeding seabirds the most. We have an incredible array of fantastic seabirds in this country. So 
Britain's got 8 million seabirds and 90% of the planet's Manx shearwaters and around two-thirds of the planet's northern gannets and great skewers. So the fact that it's impacting them is very devastating and the mortality rates seem to be pretty high. So this is going to have implications for global conservation, just what's happening in the UK alone, let alone what's happening in all the other countries in the world. You said that the mortality rate was very high. Do we know exactly how deadly this virus is likely to be? It's still not known exactly what the death rate is. Some people have kind of told me anecdotally they think about 50% of wild birds die. Other research suggests it's much higher. There's actually a paper published back in 2006 which found it had a 100% death rate in poultry. And if you think about wild birds, they're kind of similar to domestic birds. So it's an incredibly dangerous um, disease. And thus far, they found that in, for example, populations of great skewers. So the UK has around 16,000 great skewers. And on the sites which have got bird flu, they think between 64 to 85% of the birds have died. And how widespread is the virus at the moment? There's not been a huge amount of testing. So there's, I think there's been 1,300 or 1,400 recorded cases in the UK. So those are, those are carcasses which have been tested. But that is probably the tip of the iceberg um, because the nature of these birds dying, lots of them are dying at sea, their carcasses can't be collected, so we can't test them. Also, I think conservationists are quite concerned not to make guesses because, as I say, we really don't know. But Dr Mark Avery, who used to be the RSPB, he told me, we know tens of thousands have died and it could well be hundreds of thousands of birds that have died. It's absolutely catastrophic. So how did it get into these particular seabird populations? Where has the virus actually come from? So the virus comes from um, intensive poultry farming. And this virus is called H5N1. There's loads of bird flus, but this is the one that we've got at the moment, which is so bad. It was first recorded back in 1996 in, uh, I think it was a goose farm in Asia. And people have kind of been studying it since. And then it came over to the UK in our poultry farms. And I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, free range chickens had to be shut up from November 2021 to May. And that's because the wild birds come into contact with the infected domestic birds. And once it's in the wild bird population, it's a terrible time of year for spreading it because these seabird colonies have formed these huge maternity units on these rocky outcrops. And then it just spreads like wildfire. Why is it these particular populations? Is it clear why it's impacting gannets, say, and not pigeons? Yeah, the reason it's impacting our seabirds is because of the way they nest. I don't know if you've been to a seabird colony, it generally stinks because there's bird feces everywhere and they're nesting really close together. They're often sort of seen to be fighting and squawking each other and this disease is spread through faecal matter, through birds breathing on each other, through mucus and so that means it's an absolute hotbed for disease. So what's happening to the birds when they catch this virus? How does it affect them? It's grim. They basically sort of 
stop moving or they're not afraid of humans so you can get really close to them and then they kind of start having slow spasms apparently they'll sort of try and flap the chicks will try and flap but they sort of writhe around and it takes normally about an hour for the bird to die and in terms of what's actually happening to the birds they get um, diarrhea breathing difficulties a swollen head apparently as well and then death Phoebe should we have done more with our poultry to stop it from escaping as it has done is there anything else that can be done apart from keeping these chickens inside People have known about this virus for a while and people have been telling governments to have better biosecurity within intensive poultry farms. For example, in the UK, we import um, lots of uh, chicks. They're imported into the UK and then fattened here. So there's lots of international movement of poultry and that could be a serious vector of disease. One researcher said to me, we should have a domestic poultry production, so we shouldn't be getting any chicks And I think some people would also say this is an argument to move away from intensive chicken farms because these animals being bred in such a small area can be a real hotspot for disease. And if we know now everyone is so aware about the risk of global pandemics and this risk is only going to get worse, that perhaps we could rethink how much we rely on intensive chicken production. So how long could this outbreak last if it's become very widespread in the wild bird population? Are we likely to see this going on for a while? The short answer is we don't know. I feel like I've answered lots of these questions saying we don't know, but really the research on this is is in its infancy. One possible source of hope is the fact that, as I mentioned, the seabirds are particularly badly affected And in the coming weeks, they're going to start leaving the UK again. They migrate in, they raise their chicks, and then they leave. So when they move to wherever in the world they spend the remainder of the year, they're not going to be in such close contact with each other. So it's possible that it will start to decline, certainly in the UK, in the coming weeks. I think a key question we need to answer is immunity and thinking about whether these birds can get immunity in order to understand how long this is going to go on for. And of course, chicks can't have any immunity unless it's passed down from a parent. Is this going to have a massive impact on how many chicks are born in the coming years? Definitely, yes. This bird flu outbreak has been notable for its high mortality in chicks. That's like a huge hit on the population as it is. There's another factor with seabirds is that they only have one or two chicks a year. So this is wiped out like a whole generation. In some colonies, all chicks of certain species of bird have died. And seabirds are fairly long-lived. So it's going to take the population a lot more to bounce back than if you think of, say, a garden birds. Blue tits can have like a dozen chicks. They can have in one summer. Seabirds have one or two. And equally, the average seabird doesn't come to maturity until five years. So we're not really going to know the true impacts of this for several years. How likely is it that we'll see much spillover into humans or, in fact, into other mammals as well? 
don't think that this particular strain is that infectious to humans, but previous bird flu strains have been, so I think we should exercise caution. Some seals have been reported to have died in the US from this bird flu. There's also research that shows it can kill members of the cat family. So there was a tiger that died from bird flu, um, leopards, domestic cats. Yes, it can, it can get into other species. And is there anything we can do to mitigate these effects, to try and in some way control the outbreak? Okay, so as individuals, don't pick up any dead birds, any dead wild birds. Um, don't go near them. Keep your dogs away from them. And there's a DEFRA helpline to report possible bird flu deaths to. Obviously, lots of the islands and nature reserves where bird flu is happening have been closed off to the public. And then lots of people want the government to do more. They say, we need way better surveillance of what's happening. We need more guidance for effective carcass collection. So for those conservationists who are on islands where there's just dead birds everywhere, they need to know what to do with those carcasses, what is a safe way to dispose of them. And then better biosecurity on poultry farms, containing birds and always testing to see if they have disease so that if there was an outbreak within one population, we could control it. Phoebe, we report on a lot of difficult, upsetting stories on Science Weekly, but there is something about this one that it it just really makes me want to cry. It's so sad. And the way that you've described the scenes that people are seeing on these islands, it's really horrifying. Is there any light at all? Is there any kind of speckle in the distance of of hope for these birds? Um, I completely agree with you. I find it really, really sad. Um, These are such magnificent creatures. And like as if it wasn't bad enough how their declines are driven by loss of their food source in the sea, loss of habitat, human-driven pressures on their environment. And now we've unleashed this bird flu on them from intensive chicken farms. We can only really watch um, at this stage and there's nothing you can do to help these seabirds now. I think hopefully there could be good to come out of it if we can be more vigilant in the future. We have to do everything we can to save the few that we have left. Phoebe, thank you so much for telling us about this. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks again to Phoebe Weston. You can find links to her coverage of the story on the podcast webpage at theguardian.com. And she also wrote about the bird flu outbreak for The Guardian's environment newsletter, Down to Earth. And I'd really recommend signing up to get a weekly digest of the biggest environment stories, the good news, the not-so-good news, and everything else you need to know straight into your inbox. Just search for Down to Earth from The Guardian. And that's it for today. The producer was Anand Jagatia. The sound design was by Rudy Zagadlo. And the executive producers were Lorna Stewart and Danielle Stevens. We'll be back on Thursday. See you then. This is The Guardian. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. 
to make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.